What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. As we are your hosts, Nate, Brandon, John. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, there. yes. To Br- Brandon's hot today. Already coming in hot. Yeah, I love he it. He ain't got no shoes on, dude. That's how you know Ooh, he came ready. Here. Good call out, boys. Came to wrestle <laughs> today. We are going to recap this past Saturday night's UFC Fight Night. The Hoffa Bowl finally happened. Obviously, headline by, headlined by Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Faiziv. Then we will get you guys set up for this Saturday night's big UFC fight night live from New York, Long Island. Yeah. Headlined by Ryan Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez. Then John is going to run us through one of our favorite games. Who's the blue, right? Oh, yeah, baby. Celebrities, fighters. What are we yeah, looking at? Both. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to have to figure out who's the blue belt. Me versus Brandon. You can guess who's going to win, and his name ain't Brandon. <laughs> Finally, all the news and happenings in the world of MMA. But first, boys, mm-hmm. how we doing? Episode 86 of the Neon Belly Podcast. Beautiful Sunday, yeah. might I add, in central Indiana. Can't ask for much better. No, we're creeping up on 100, boys. Yeah, I told Ash yesterday when we were driving, I was like, you know the sad thing? We're already only like a month away from this just not being our weather, <laughs> like warm weather. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you, you kind of start creeping into like um, September-ish, you know, it kind of starts cooling off. I mean, it can be warm into October right. here, but, you know, usually by the end of October, it's... Wait, yeah. were you talking about 100 death zone? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. What did you say? I didn't okay. even catch it. Sorry. Oh, you said episode 86. I was like, yeah, dude, we're creeping up oh. on 100. Yeah, and not, the, not, the not the temperature. Not the temperature. Look at me talking about the weather. What's yeah. up, John? Get, yeah. get, 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 you got to get your right. energy right, man. Can't say yeah, that. You seem a little off today, Nate. Yeah. No, on? dude, I'm just busy. It's been like, I just got home from church, been running around. Been mm-hmm. a, it's been a busy morning. Been right. a busy weekend. Yeah. So I'm not as prepared. Okay. Just for the episode. Right, Had right, some technical right. difficulties, but we're here right. nonetheless. Listen, speaking about technical difficulties, the whole card for me until the main event yes. was, was a little mm. spotty. So I had to go back and watch a lot of highlights, what yeah. I could on YouTube for some stuff. I don't know was, what's going on. Like I was telling you guys yesterday, I feel like something's going on in our area. I don't know if like Hawkins has taken dude, over Kokomo. Dude, I told you. But like <laughs> Wi-Fi has been screwed up all weekend. My cell phone hasn't worked great. I told you my cable was kind of in and out. Mm-hmm. Can I just say too? If we can't have fights on ESPN without blurting out every single, can we just not do it? Right. I mean, it was like, I mean, I know you can make the argument, listen to the fights on mute anyways, but it was just annoying. And Mm -hmm. like, they were just censoring out like long, like, and it's just like, come on, man. Like Mm -hmm. if we can't have like, I mean, I understand there's some like harsh cuss words that probably shouldn't be on TV. Fizeev definitely threw a couple yeah, probably, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Like, well, I watched it on ESPN Plus on my phone when I got home, and it worked fine. It, was, it didn't, didn't bleep out nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think at some point I would just kind of prefer that. We'll say, watch a great soccer game, Jacob Herlock. I see you. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> nice. Uh, LA Galaxy versus LAFC, and uh, they had scarves. The Gal- uh, LAFC fans were holding up scarves that said F-U-C-K-F. Right galaxy nice. <laughs> and like espn just showed them for like a good 10 seconds like they didn't realize that the scar <laughs> oh, so there's like geez. all these fans holding up these f yeah. <laughs> and it said like the whole word that's awesome yeah. sometimes stuff slips through man yeah um real quick boys before we get into the episode brandon 
do you remember like a month ago me buying a shirt? I was literally about to ask you that <laughs> okay. before we even started. So I bought this shirt. If you didn't weren't listening about over a month ago, I bought this shirt just to make Brandon jealous. Yeah, prefaced it and everything. Like Completely that, yeah. lost it. Had no idea where it went. What do you mean? Like you I, received it, it and then and you just, misplaced it? it? I, it's probably too many clothes on my part. Wow. I probably need to get rid of some stuff. So it's in your possession somewhere. It, you just don't it, know where. It got lost in the sauce. Wow. Man. Bangkok got it. Literally just found it, though. That's actually... Boom. Okay. okay. I found okay. it. Okay. Literally, yeah. literally like up. five minutes before. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... Yeah, we found it. We got okay. the shirt. <laughs> so we finally get to pay it off well i went on the hunt this morning so i'm like look i have got to find this shirt i've never even wore it right <laughs> like, like just, you pay like 60 bucks for it yeah like it's just it's so it. it's so bad and i'm sorry if you're um obviously this is audio so this isn't going to be the greatest but i want you to just open this shirt and give us your live thoughts okay on this Thank legendary legendary shirt i'm gonna look at it I, first and i'll turn it i up. hope makes you jealous Yes. Oh. oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. How much did you pay for this? I don't remember. Probably like <laughs> I don't fifty. Even, I don't even remember. Forty-five. I don't 50. think it was that much. It might have been like thirty-five, forty-five. Can I buy it off you? No. <laughs> okay. So should I talk about it? Or? Yeah. You can. You can say what it is. It says. Uh, Hold the microphone a little okay, closer. Scramble presents Sakuraba submission world tour. Yes. And we got a little collage here of his cartwheel passes, ground yes. town. I knew all the, the picture. funky stuff. Yes. Does it say something at the bottom? It's just like kind of fake tour dates or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. It's supposed to be like, a, it's kind of like a Van Halen esque, yeah. like 80s metal uh, merch. I look. like it. Are you yeah, jealous? I am very jealous. Okay. okay. This is like. <laughs> so that was worth it. I, I, you're making me want to like get away from my white only tea, wearing black tea. White I'll tell tea. you what. Their MMA merch is getting better. It's getting really yeah. good. Like, there's some really good guys. Like, guys are coming up. Like, companies are starting to come alongside, and it's getting really good. That one, if you do want it, I don't know. Free ads? Should we do it? No. Mm -hmm. Scramble. I'll give him one. Scramble. Um, they're like a jiu-jitsu yeah. MMA mm -hmm. company. Uh, they made that shirt. They've got a couple other fighters that are sponsored. Yeah. Uh, Izzy. They, Engage. City Kid, they do the Engage yeah. stuff that's Ooh. just really good. Um, I think people just start, they started looking like, oh, wrestling did this really good, so yeah. let's... Yeah, you know, let's dig into that because never, never go wrong with a good tea, um, boys. Let's just get into this episode though. We got a lot to get to today. Before we do, Brandon, rate subs follows. Let them we, know we need them. Rate subs follows. We're on TikTok, Instagram. Follow us at Neon Belly Podcast. Um, if you're on iTunes, please give us a five star click there. It takes a half a millisecond to do it, um, but also give us a review. We read them live on here. Mm -hmm. um, we really need them. It boosts us quite a bit. It gets pe onto people others other people's feeds. Jeez, I can't talk. <laughs> um, it just kind of increases our notoriety and lets mm -hmm. people know who we are. So we could really use that stuff. Um, so yeah, give us a follow. Give us a rate. Yes. And as the person that edits our videos uh, for our social media accounts, I just want to throw something out there because there might be people. We had a lot of views this week. We're getting some yeah. good natural reach. Getting some um, people get, coming at us and stuff. Yeah. It's nice. But, but I just want to throw out there, if you are joining us for the first time, first off, shout out to you. Welcome to the show. Mm -hmm. First thing, though, is these are just clips. So right. when we're throwing things, ideas out there, they're just a clip. It's probably like a 10-minute conversation that I'm editing down to one minute. Right. So though things might sound a little off, might sound a little funky, don't take what we're saying, especially like the, the Izzy thing got a little crazy. <laughs> I mean, I understand the anger right. from some people, but like some of the messages we got off of that and, and even the Volk thing, it's like, I understand that's what we're putting out there. So yes, you can engage that. But when we're coming back with like, 
This yeah. is kind of where it's at. Like, just understand. It's just a clip. Like, right. Like and, and, well, and clips are designed to make you go, oh, well, what else did they talk yes. about? Go listen to the whole well, thing. And, and, I always, whole. and especially, like, in the Izzy video, when there's two points that both sides are making, I just want to get, like, a direct representation of what one side might be thinking right. and the other. And then see what people say. Right. And then, ultimately, if you listen to the episode, we usually fill in the gaps in between there. Right. So, welcome to the episode. I hope we can give a little <laughs> bit more context to these clips. Love the interaction. Right. Don't get no, me wrong. Keep, keep coming. it coming. Yeah. Brandon's cowering away from so it. yeah, it's at all costs. It sounded like we have to redownload my Instagram. Man, we had some heat this week. Holy yeah. cow! It's, I mean, I love it though. Don't get yeah, me wrong. No, I, you would just be like cackling <laughs> in the corner. If yeah, you then, that's like, part of the it. problem though. I feel like I know as soon as I dip into that pond, sure. it's gonna like just oh, consume <laughs> me. Here's the other and, thing though, like. Your videos go do really well for us, so maybe staying okay. mysterious yeah. and not. So did yours. Your guys are doing really well though too. Not like just mine was standing out. Everything's doing good. Like yeah. I said, we're getting some good organic reach. I love it. Um, I do see we're getting some link clicks, so people are going to the podcast. So, like I said, welcome in, boys. Mm-hmm. This past Saturday night, UFC Fight Night, the Rafa Bowl. <laughs> Rafael <laughs> Faizi defeats. Rafael Dos Anjos via fifth round knockout. Uh, just another high level 155 pound fight. You know, mm-hmm. I admittedly did kind of question where RDA was in this division and in his career. Um, last week's episode going into this fight, right? he looked sharp. Um, yeah. He definitely looked like he belonged in there at that level, at a higher level. The problem is, I think, boys, Faizib has just showed us he Ooh. is elevated to another level. Um, I thought he soundly won rounds one and two, defended the takedowns really well. RDA only two for 16 in the full fight, the whole mm-hmm. duration, um, even though I think one of those was really generous. It wasn't, you know, he kind of went down to a knee. Fair enough. Would have scored two points in a wrestling match. We move on. But he popped right back up, right? right. Um, so two for 16. Uh, round three was a little close. And I think you could have made a case maybe in there for RDA. And then I scored round four for RDA. Yeah. So then we're going into round five. And I'm thinking like, whoa, like mm. you have to yeah. kind of favor the RDA, the veteran, right, of uh, RDA to go in there, find a way to uh, win that last round. Uh, but man. Faizib had other plans, and Faizib did look a little fatigued, I thought, getting off the stool, going into that fifth round, right. and everything we thought going in, like, you know, grappling, and then the distance that we kind of maybe favored an RDA if he were to win, kind of looked like it was playing out, but boy, Faizib came out with just a nasty finishing combo, steps in with a right knee, uh, follows it up with a good left hook, and then the or a right hook, and then the left hook over the top mm-hmm. is what found RDA's chin and dropped him. Fight over. Uh, boys, your thoughts. We'll start with Brandon because I know you thought the stoppage may have been a little early. Yeah, okay. So, absolutely. I think the stoppage was early. Um, RDA was clearly rocked. He clearly got dropped. Um, it wasn't looking great. But I do think that, I mean, he gave him a chance to defend a little bit. Now, if, yeah. he, if he lands like three, four, and it's like, okay, these are kind of unanswered. They're just not great. You know, step in, obviously. I, it just felt to me like it was very early compared to sure. some other stoppages we've seen. Um, but I don't have any issue with the win. I mean, it, like you said, I scored it the exact same leading up to five. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, it, it wasn't looking good. So I could have yeah. seen Fazib taking over regardless. I don't know if you watched it back, <clears throat> watching the replay in kind of a more slow-mo. I think what really did it in was when RDA hit the ground, Fazib came in and landed a 
big right hand mm -hmm. um clean. really clean yeah like that flush. second angle yeah yeah the other angle and i think that might have been more of what mark smith the referee saw and i think it was just kind of like you know the way he went down he fell really hard and then getting that big shot yeah, i just getting real nitpicky i guess like i was trying i pay attention i guess to like okay are the hands dropping like mm -hmm. is he still like kind of moving and it all just happened in such quick succession it was hard to tell yeah. okay is already out or is he like did he just eat two really big shots because mm -hmm. people can eat big shots right. and still sure. be in it um like you look at rda's fight with um a son who was you who did you just fight um before Moicano. Moicano. um in, in case there you know there was multiple times that could have been stopped but it wasn't mm. and you, there was there was a big shots in there that needed to be stopped sure. so that's all i was saying sure. uh, but no issues with the with the ending in terms of who won i think fuzzy took it regardless yeah, yeah. how good john did fuzzy look though oh my gosh man <laughs> I, the judges had i think the judges had him up three one um, did they give him the third yeah. round? Yeah. Which I know it was close. Fourth round, I think, definitely. Yeah, it wasn't like a blow. Yeah, it wasn't like I was dead set. We're good. Go ahead. Uh, and so the fourth and fifth were the ones where, well, not fifth necessarily, but fourth, especially when you said you may have scored for RDA. The third, I said, could have. The fourth, I did score for okay. RDA. Yeah, because he got that clean, clear takedown. Yeah. Was it landing more? Yeah. Um, that was my only thing, was because this was the first five rounder for Fizey, right? Mm -hmm, right? So that was kind of the question was, yeah. that, how's he going to look in four and five? And I thought he looked great in the beginning of four and the beginning of five. But yeah, it, it, towards the end of four, just kind of faded. Then. Which he has done in some of his last fights, even three round fights. We've seen him kind of fade over the mm -hmm. the duration of a fight a little bit. So, but man, just to be able to dig deep though, and like oh, I yeah. said, I mean, maybe I don't know if he had maybe a sense that hey, I lost that last round. Third one could have been close. I can't even risk this. But yeah. I felt like, and, and John, you can kind of speak to it a little more. Every time Fizeev committed to combos, he landed big. Yeah, and and he's he's throwing them in different places. I mean. I, I said it in the group. He started a combo with like three body shots and worked <laughs> yeah. his way up, just yeah. moving forward. It was crazy. But his hand speed is so quick in his distance. Yeah. He's out of the way. He is, I mean, he he ate some shots, but it was mostly like jabs. He wasn't eating big shots. And that combo that he finished with, they talked about it on the post fight. But when you he throws that kind of flying right knee and then the right hand where you yeah. have to defend one. Yes. And as soon as you do, your left side's open and he's he's been setting it up the whole night. Yeah. You know, he showed that he has that I can knock you out at any time power. Mm-hmm. Um, the wrestling, I mean... The defense, the oh, wrestling defense. I mean, the dude was 95... We didn't even talk about it last week, but yeah. the dude had a 95.5% takedown defense rating only under Usman. Yeah, um, in the UFC. Yeah, in the, the UFC. The whole UFC. <laughs> yeah. Um, you could see it. You could tell. Um, yeah, he's tough. Man. He never, you know, except for the one he did give up cleanly. Like, I think he knew the hands were clapping. He's like, all right, I don't have any way out of this. Yeah. And he kind of <clears> took <throat> it and got his back to the fence, got up. Um, it, real quick, because Brandon, I know last week you had mentioned, and I and it, you were spot on with it. Is Fizeev every time we see him just gets better and better? Uh, do you think we saw him take another step and just like I said in the beginning, kind of elevate himself to another level? Where hey, probably time to see him in some top five big big fights. Like, do you think now Fizeev might be like a fight or two away from a title shot with wins? Absolutely, but I think the I think a more important question is it, I think it depends on who he fights next. Like, sure. I think it depends on mm -hmm. what they do with him next because they can do. You know, you just to, not to bury where you, we might go with this, but you mentioned who you might want to see him face next. I think that's actually very important in terms of where he goes. Sure. But yes, I do think he did elevate um, just again here against RDA. I think he really does seem to rise to the occasion with everybody he fights and just yeah. show what he needs to. Excuse me, in order to um, progress in the division. So yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, he just has no fear out there, man. Yeah. He's calm. Yes. I mean, but you know, when you're training at like a Tiger Muay Thai, sure. you're seeing tough guys every day. Right. I seen a video of him and uh, Jan. 
like sparring on a porch. Yeah. And like they're going like a good like fifty yeah. percent, like oh, yeah. popping each other. And it's like it's crazy. It's man. a different thing in there for him. And you could just see it. I mean, he's now I mean, at this point, the people that he's taken out and fit, I mean, whenever you punch some guy and their feet their feet like clack together when they fall, mm-hmm. you know that guy just has a different yeah. level. And that's what it looked like. It was like everything's cool oh. and then doop. Dude, when yeah, that that kick specifically, that leg kick where he just nailed RDA Ooh. and he just collapsed like oh I mean, you talk about shattering in a guy's ankle. I mean, and the whole time this dude's pulling his hair out of his face. Yeah, he kept on doing that, and RDA started catching it and like started throwing punches and, connect, and mm-hmm. like connecting. But it's like, man, it might have even been yeah. a little bit cleaner if this yeah. dude just would have went with the. Give me Fizee with the Viking braids next fight. That's what I. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 when you're title ready. But yes, spinning it forward as Brandon was hinting there, I'm gonna throw a fight out that I instantly thought last night, and that is give me Fizee versus Gamrot. Um, I told you guys last night I want to see the high-level striker with 95% takedown defense versus the high-level grappler who has more knockouts than submission victories in his career. (laughs) That's a matchup. Whoever wins that fight, next fight, number one contender, next fight, title shot. Like Mm -hmm. I think that's where both of those guys are at right now. They need to break into that top five. Like We've kind of talked about you know, getting fresh matchups at the top. This is the pathway. One of those guys has to go. I understand that's a tough, that top five can be tough to break in, especially in a division like, you know, 55. Mm-hmm. Match them up. Let's see who goes to that next level. And then whoever does, give them the shot. Because, man, these guys are both just so yeah. good. Well, they ask um, in the post fight. Did call out Rafael Nadal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to be the best Rafael. He has the best call out. <laughs> I love it. And then, like, for, for context, if people don't know, Rafael Nadal, who is looking really good in the Wimbledon, by the way. I, right. I, I do watch the Wimbledon. I do like a little tennis. Um, mm-hmm. What? It's just big I, time. Didn't, big it didn't time surprise me. He was looking good and had to drop out uh, yeah. yesterday. So twist his ankle. I don't really. I didn't see why. I didn't watch it. I'm actually watching the final right now. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you saw it walking in. All right, just uh, just throwing it out there. Uh, but no, he's uh, yeah. So I thought that was just a funny little. Yeah, thing. but in the post fight um, with Rashad and Alan Jobin, whatever, uh-huh. they asked him about that fight, and he said, "Oh, that, really? He said that." You know, it's a good fight for him, mm-hmm. but he would rather see both of them get a shot at the the guys that's been sure. stuck up there. And there's and, and he and called out Gaethje in his post fight. Nice. Um, he said that his kicks, he say his kicks are shit, but he punches hard, so I yeah. think it'd be a good fight. But I kind of agree. I think that yeah. you know both of them, and then like a Armand Saruki, and if you could put them against Poirier, Gaethje, you yeah. know Chandler. You know, then you still have Benil there. There's, there's a couple. Yeah. You know, so you're talking like a full turnover of the top of one. Yeah. Because at, at this point, point, having them having them fight each other doesn't do it. Like we've talked about. Yeah. I mean, imagine like a a Gamrot and you know somebody like a Dustin or a Justin. Sure. But I, I do think Justin and Fizeev would be violent. Yeah, I think the Justin I, might shoot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he might. The only problem I think that the UFC and why they're being so slow about turning that over is none of these guys have really turned themselves into like pay-per-view stars, right? Like right. where you put them next to like a Oliveira or a Poirier, it's really going to maybe sell as to where like Poirier, Gaethje, Chandler, those are bang on pay-per-view stars mm-hmm. that are going to turn over good numbers. Go ahead. But you have to, on some level, you have to give them those guys to make them pay-per-view. I always think, totally I always think back to when Amanda Nunes fought Rousey. Right. And everyone was like, who's Amanda Nunes? And, and right. Dana's whole thing that whole time was, well, now you know who Amanda Nunes is, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. So, like, okay, if we're going to look at, let's look at Poirier, Gaethje, Chandler as the Rousey in the scenarios, and you've yeah. got your Fazib Sarukians as your Nunes. 
Um, obviously, they don't have titles, but my point is they'll know who people will know them if they start taking right. those guys out, and we need them yeah. to move on anyways. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. That you got to give them a chance to make a name. It's just, it just seems like they're not fully committed to pushing these guys yeah. out, and maybe they don't get pushed out. I mean, maybe Gaethje, Poirier, maybe these guys are still just that good, and, but we just need to find well, they, out. I mean, in the rankings, they push Benil down and push yeah. Dustin back up. Yeah, Benil's problem is I think he's just going to be out. Yeah. I think this this whole ankle thing kind of well, He's ready. In. Oh, is he? Yeah, he said he wants... I said it last week in the news, but he said he wants uh, Dustin okay. if he can't get the title shot. Yeah. But, you know, somebody like Gamera or even, like I said, now with Fizeev, yeah. they ask him Gamera or... Benil and he said that he kind of wanted to go more toward top five but he basically said he obviously him and Gamrot would be a good fight but he'd rather see both of them get up there and mix it up and then see each other I like Benil Faziv or Benil um, Gamrot yeah. I think yeah. that'd be a good fight too yeah I mean nonetheless do for big fight Faziv yeah. well what's yeah. really holding us up is Connor and Charles because it because if if you don't give Charles a fight even, and you have I, Islam there like there's there's so many weird I will say in most like in a lot of sports when you're talking like when there's smoke there's fire MMA doesn't really seem to be that yeah, way that's true so you know I know we're hearing a lot about the Connor Oliveira thing because I think Oliveira wants it but we'll see right. I, I just say we'll see I, I don't know but because uh, you're talking about tying up a division for a while because who knows when Connor's even going to be ready so right uh, we'll we'll see right. um but moving on to our co-main event, Kyle Boyhile uh, defeats Armand Petrosian via unanimous decision. Boys, I am no MMA expert, but in the words of the legendary Junior Dos Santos, I'm guessing the game plan for Kyle Boyhile was looking for the take of him down uh, and avoid any type of stand-up with Petrosian. Four out of five on the takedowns for Kyle with 10 minutes and 9 seconds of control time out of a possible 15 minutes uh, that this fight went. Definitely not an entertaining fight, uh, but it was dominant nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And um, afterwards, Kayo called out Drakus Duplacis, and I say, let's go. Yeah, Why not? I, I like mean, that. Placis is, you know, just coming off a really impressive win over Brad Tavares, you know, really pushed Tavares. He's, he's got great pace throws just constantly mm -hmm. um another striker grappler so maybe kyo's looking for you know that matchup easy, again easy double he leg. maybe thinks it's an easy one but um yeah let's go why not yeah. i mean i thought kyo it's crazy is that the first round he comes out and lands a really big shot yeah and, i know and he's not afraid to do that it yeah. looks like what is weird i mean and it's one of those things where high level wrestling isn't very prominent in MMA. So yeah. there's good, but high level. So some of those double legs he shot from, you know, a hundred feet and it's sure. like, Oh, he's definitely going <clears> to <throat> stop that. And it, it didn't happen. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think Kyle definitely has a, a style and he's good. And mm -hmm. you know, like we say, if you have something you don't like, you got to stop it. So sure. it'll be interesting to see if he's able to hit those double legs moving up though, against some of these other guys. Um, and, you know, Duplice is one of those guys that he does throw big shots. So, yeah. you know, you throw up something naked like that, like a unset up takedown, and you might get caught with something. Tell me what you think about this, Brandon. One thing Michael Bisping said on commentary, um, I think, and he didn't directly say it, but I guess kind of sitting there, the way I interpreted what he was trying to say was that maybe Bohio wasn't going for the finish, and he was just kind of stalling, especially when he got to the back. And when you watch it, he was not, it didn't look really great. Like, he mm -hmm. you know, the back control didn't look really great. You know, mm -hmm. he was making some small mistakes that all three of us, you know, have enough grappling experience. You can see that his back mount wasn't the greatest. Right. Bisping kind of alluding to he, was, he wasn't really trying to finish the fight. was maybe just trying to stall out a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, so I, for me, like, I remember watching it and thinking, like, okay, why don't why don't we try to transition to like a mount from yes. here? like there were multiple times and i know that like his opponent was continuously turning and giving him his back right. but at what point do like even the ref like i think we've talked about this i do think that there is an, an element of stalling like because mm -hmm. it is it's really hard uh, at a high level to finish 
a lot of rear naked chokes, especially when you get the gloves on sure. and people are sweaty mm-hmm. and if someone has good back defense, like at what point are we just up against the fence and nobody's really improving position? Um, you know, if you're down there for t- two, three minutes, like, okay, either you start transitioning to something different sure. or like, let's, that's where I'm like, okay, we got to change something up. Cause it does seem, yeah. but then there's also part of me that's like, okay, if you're stuck in a position, don't interrupt it at all. You sure. just got to figure your way out. But I get that that's, it, it's not entertaining for me and I love jujitsu. Yeah. So that's yeah. where I'm at with it. Yeah. And man, for Petrosian, especially in that third round, you know, and I know he was probably battling fatigue because a lot of grappling, right? Like we just hinted at and a lot of it, him trying to defend. Mm. I mean, that's tiring. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, when he had Bohio down on his back and he was just kicking his legs and you're like, dude, just <laughs> this, you're a striker. Let him up. You yeah. can just call him up. And he spent like almost a full minute and a half just seemed like kicking his legs. And it's like, oh man, you got to finish though. But that to me specifically is a great time where the ref has much more sure. inclination to jump. Okay. Like we're not doing this. Like yeah. stand up. Like just yeah. trying to, uh, he was like, trying to time out a time to go in. Yeah. I thought a lot of, uh, I've seen a little bit in that fight, but a lot of fights were getting broke up off the cage from mm-hmm. people kind of stalling. Yeah. I think they're definitely trying to move away from some of it. It seems yeah. like as, as we're kind of seeing the sport go through a bit of a transition phase in that manner. Mm-hmm. I think uh, boys next fight, not related to Habib Saeed. Nurmagomedov <laughs> defeats Douglas Silva, Deandraj via unanimous decision, uh, 30-27 on one judges. Scorecard did not agree with that, but 29-28 on the other two. That's probably more where I had it. Uh, Silva, Deandraj definitely didn't make this an easy fight for Saeed mm-hmm. and honestly had his moments. But nonetheless, Saeed does exp- extend his win streak to three straight. Your guys' thoughts on uh, the performance of Saeed Nurmagomedov? He looked, he looked good. Um, I do think that the spinning attacks are definitely what cost him. Too I mean, much. When, when the, mo- the moments you're talking about for Andrade were uh, predominantly, from what I can tell, when Saeed was spinning. Yes. Um, and so that's interesting. Um, that, you know, what, does he re- evaluate that and try to come in a little bit more composed sure. and try to clean that up a little bit? Or is he just... You know, was that just a matchup that didn't favor him and they game plan really well on Andrade's side? Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, go ahead. But no, that was my take on that. But his overall his performance, I mean, he did look good. He was sharp. The wrestling looked good. The grappling looked good. But um, some of that funky stuff, man, can get you in trouble. Yeah. And <clears throat> John, because like that's one thing, like, you just kind of wonder, and, and I want to know what you think, as he continues to move up the 135-pound ladder, another stack division, especially when you start mm-hmm. getting up to the top, leaning on these spinning ca- attacks so heavy, I mean, do you think that's something that could kind of hurt him in a way? Because when, I mean, Silva D'Andrade in that second round dropped him, caught yeah. him, and it was off of, him. yeah, because uh, Saeed spun, mm-hmm. missed, and then uh, he kind of, but his back was exposed, and um, uh, Andrade just caught him right behind the head, in the back of the head, um, and dropped him. And, and then he lost that round, right? Yeah. You know, that was a round that he might have been winning, but because he whiffed on that and got dropped, he lost that second round. And I just feel like as you move up, you just cannot make mistakes like that. No. And, you know, I said it last week is, you know, Douglas likes to load up and time out big shots, big aggressive shots, and he did that with there. Yeah. A couple other times he did too. It just didn't land as clean, and he got a takedown off of that where mm-hmm. – you know, Saeed tried to spin, gave up his back, and got taken down. Sure. Um, and I think as you move up, you just can't you can't give up takedown opportunities like that. Sure. And you can't leave yourself open to some of these other guys. Yeah. But I, I do think that Douglas had a really good showing for himself, um, had some control time, landed some big shots. And I think Saeed got a lesson on, sure. you know, maybe I need to, you know, because his regular kicks were doing fine, his sure. regular striking. And I think people also got to remember that he's just not, 
like these other Noraga Madoffs now that we know obviously which is unfortunate because I think when he wrestled it looked like he was right in the third the round when grappler. he kind of third round I felt like he was like okay let me control this yeah and he shot a takedown quick got it passed got into the guard pass like real quickly sure um, I think he's gonna need to mix that in a little bit more as he moves forward because you know some of these people you just can't play the distance sure. game and spinny stuff as Jacob likes to hate. <laughs> yeah, no, the, um, I completely agree. Um, I do think that, like, his question mark kick, like, it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. And the, the yeah. risk-to-reward ratio is so much better than when you're throwing yeah. your spinning back yeah. kicks, right? So mm-hmm. I would think that that's, and I'm nobody, right? But he I would whips think, that question mark. Yeah, yeah, and I would think that's a read you start to make, you know, round two, you know, halfway through there, where it's like, okay, like, I'm hitting, I'm landing fairly. Yeah. He landed that four or so times um, mm-hmm. cleanly. Um, I think that's part of the cut. And even and even just uh, the straight punches. I thought when he yeah. would just throw one twos, he was connecting mm-hmm. and and using those to kind of set those spins up. Even maybe the footwork uh, was uh, really good. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're obviously. And here's the thing: like we are kind. I mean, his kicks and I mean his striking. You know, it's it's his kicks especially are the best you're probably going to find in the division. I mean, he's just unreal the way he can just whip those things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe tempering him a little bit moving forward. We'll see. Could kind of help him, and I think he'll learn that. Yeah. I just think the biggest thing with Saeed now moving forward is we just need to see him stay more active. You know, his yeah. last. Last fights were 2019, 2020, did fight earlier this year, and now has fought again. That's a lot of time, right? Between, two big wins, too, yeah, this year. Yeah, for sure, yes. Two good wins. Um, I just hope he stays active yeah. because I think the more cage time he gets, the better he's going to continue mm-hmm. to get. So, uh, But, you know, only time will tell there. Moving down, boys. Chase Sherman defeating Jared Vandera via third-round TKO. And, boy, good thing he did because that fight was two minutes from going to the judges, and I thought he probably – Probably would not have won the decision, although I think I saw the scorecards that he would have, but I don't know. Um, I thought, personally, Sherman definitely seemed the more technical boxer, but Vandera, with his 80-inch reach, just established his jab early, really gave Sherman fits with it, trying he just couldn't really find a a way inside. Uh, Both of the guys, though, displaying great chins. Both of them took really big shots. Both guys putting out a lot of pace. Mm -hmm. Um and fighting at really high outputs, especially for heavyweights, you know. Right. Um, but, yeah, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I think, um, first of all, I know, Brandon, I know you want his nickname for your jujitsu nickname, but we'll see what's well, going well, on. Well, I don't know what the it is. The Vanilla Gorilla. <laughs> Chase Sherman's is? Yeah, that's it's very all, fitting. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. I mean, good for Chase Sherman. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember. Obviously, he got cut a couple months ago and then got re-signed. Nice. Um, mm, I didn't like know that. A couple of days after to do a replacement for his last fight. And for Jared, man, I think if he was a little bit younger, a little bit quicker, that's a, a little bit more of a closer sure. fight. He just was a little bit too slow mm-hmm. of getting out of the way on return shots, especially. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's kind of what we what we kind of get out of heavyweight fights nowadays. If they're not at the top level, yeah. it's just guys just beating each other up, and whoever can you know last the longest throwing heavy shots kind of wins. Right. But it's a good win for Sherman, and I mean, sixteen and ten isn't a great record, but. I mean, yeah, he has kind of struggled a little bit. Yeah, he lost four in a row, but I mean, hey, in the heavyweight division, you win three in a row, you're getting a top five guy. So. Sure. Anything to add? Yeah, right no, it was, it, was, okay. it was a decent fight. All righty, next fight. Uh, Amen Zahabi defeats Ricky Tercios via unanimous decision 29 28. All three judges' scorecards. Uh, Ricky Tercios is fun. Uh, he's definitely quite the character. He's making these funny noises and key eyes and clapping and stomping his feet and talking to his corner and talking to the crowd. But the problem is it didn't lead to much offense. And uh, Zahabi was just content to like let him do his thing. Like, all right, I'm just going to stand over here. And once you come in, uh, I'm just 
going to land the bigger shots, and that's exactly what he did to Tercios. Mm. Um, nonetheless, though, too, that's back-to-back wins for Eamon, the younger brother, by the way, of legendary MMA coach Faraz Sahabi, mm-hmm. uh, if you couldn't tell by their appearance. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're just kind of like just alike. But, yeah, anything on this fight, like I said, I thought great game plan by Eamon. The leg kicks, man. Twenty yeah. nine to twenty seven. Those of things them. look terrible too. And you know, usually, Heavy. usually when you fight kickers, you don't get to that. But Ricky was just really content with eating those, and then try to throw his own little like front kicks that never landed. Uh, I felt like Ricky had a way better showing his last fight, but you can't take nothing away um, from Zahabi as sure. far as like what his game plan. And he's like I said in the text. Ricky wanted that to be a dog fight so bad, and he kept on trying to like corral him and just throw a bunch of punches, and Zahabi just wasn't going for it. He was very um, technical, disciplined, and did the fight he needed to do to win. Yeah. And I'm very excited for him moving forward. I just it's really frustrating to me when people do that when they like the clapping and the noises. Yeah. Like, okay, if you want to have like a niche like that, <gasps> I get it. But <laughs> yeah. rec- recognize when you're not doing anything yeah. you need to kind of go a little bit like yeah. same thing with kevin holland like he's been victim of that before sure so hopefully he cleans it up a little bit boys our last fighting kid the fight that kicked off the main card jamie malarkey yeah mm-hmm. that gets the air horn yeah. defeats michael johnson via split decision what a fight uh malarkey looking sharp early johnson does drop him though in the first few minutes of the fight uh then malarkey comes back at the end of round one and drops johnson this round could have went either way seeing a lot of fighters today and or people really upset about johnson winning and and here and well i'll finish the rundown but then round two all malarkey put the pace on johnson with an abundance of knees elbows head kicks credit to johnson for hanging in there and still got some good shots off Mm -hmm. in round two but man there's possibly a case for a 10-8 in that second round in my opinion uh so round two clearly for malarkey then round three was another close round but i did feel like johnson landed the better combos more significant shots and i gave him that round like i said really came down to that first round seeing a lot of fighters Oh, that was all Michael Johnson. Fair enough. These people know way. You know these fighters, right. coaches, judges, whatever. They know more than me. But I gave Malarkey that first round, like the judges. You know, I I think when they both drop each other, that kind of equals that out. Mm-hmm. And then I just felt like in between those two shots, Malarkey just seemed a little sharper to me. I, I don't know what you guys' thoughts on that. Maybe I mean I thought he was landing the better combinations as well, more significant strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you guys saw it. Right. I thought it was very close. Um, ESPN didn't give Malarkey a knockdown um, on his oh, stats. Oh, really? Yeah, which could be something that, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's it's interesting. He dropped him, right, right at the end of the round. Right. I, that's I, I didn't go back and watch, but I just remember thinking back on it. Like, Johnson's drop, I don't know how else to explain this, was more significant to me than the moment Malarkey had in the first round. It was a, it was a bigger shot, yeah. Um but when, yeah, I mean, but when, to me, when you still drop somebody, it just should he, cancel each other out. I have to go back and look. Did he drop? I don't remember how much of a drop. It was like right at the end of the first round. Yeah. Because I wrote it. I mean, I wrote it. I was kind of like writing my notes as I was going mm-hmm. and I pointed that out. So, yeah, I thought they both had very similar styles. So that's what made it interesting as far yeah. as just leaning on that boxing real heavy, just busting each other up. Both of them tried some really weird single legs that didn't quite go through. Yeah. Um, Malarkey did outstrike him. And I think. Um, you know, Michael Johnson was wearing, I mean, they both were wearing a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. So this, it does bring up an interesting question. So like, if you, I think if you looked at it, let's not look at it round by round, look at it as, as the fight as a whole, mm-hmm. you look at that like pretty differently compared to just going round by round. Mm, yeah. It's tough though. Right. Because I, 
I mean, the first two rounds, it depends. Like, you know, pride style, you probably would have gave it to Johnson because at, at the end, he kind of was like, you know, if one guy was going to die quicker, you know, I thought Johnson looked the better. He looked um, the more conditioned in round mm-hmm. three as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I have no problem. I mean, it was a very close fight. Like right. I said, I mean, if you gave Michael Johnson round one, I don't see an issue with that. I just, for me, for my money, I felt like Malarkey was just a little sharper in those first two rounds than Johnson was. Mm-hmm. But yeah. nonetheless, like, <clears throat> Johnson's one of those guys, though, man, you can't make mistakes. I mean, you, yeah. he's going to make you pay. And every time Malarkey would make a mistake, maybe, you know, uh, overextending or got too, a little too long in the pocket with some of those combos, Johnson was returning. And, right. and every time he hit Malarkey, it got a big reaction. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying, like, I'm not too upset if you gave John. Like, I mean, it could have went either way. But right. people are, like, completely and shocked. Not a robbery. That, I, yeah, people were just, like, very back and forth. he got robbed. And, I mean, like, I'm like, eh, I mean, I didn't really think it was, like, a robbery, mm-hmm. per se. Like, you could make the case i'd have to go back and watch it again but watching it live i will say i had no problems mm-hmm. i gave malarkey round one because i feel like when they dropped each other cancels them out and then i thought malarkey just kind of the better striker right. or, yeah. well and one thing that we don't talk about on here very often because you know we do get a chance to maybe go back and rewatch or see highlights is you know that's for just breaking down an analysis because judges don't sure. get to go back either it's all no, live. Yeah, yeah so however we feel when we watch it live is how the judges feel and that's yeah. just how we have to take it yeah and um <laughs> I think Malarkey was landing some some really long, good combos. And yeah. for Michael Johnson, I just think he's at that point oh, to where man, it sucks. As, as good as his boxing is, he just isn't knocking people out. Know, and if you if he can't, he has really he has a lot of trouble with that. And he's a good wrestler too, man. Like yeah. I kept thinking, like if he would just start leaning on that in the, in that fight particular last this past mm-hmm. Saturday, I just kept feeling like, man, if he just leans on that, he could probably win this fight and maybe mm-hmm. even finish. Because you could just tell he just kind of held an advantage there. But he is just such a legend, man. And he's just still, I feel like there's still a lot left for him, but he did rock a beeb. He did rock a beeb, but I just have this. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. You make a mistake and you're going to pay for right. it against a guy like him. And, but it's just one of those things. Like, I feel like there's just so much left for him, but I just don't know how much more time they're going to give him, right? Because he's right. like one in six in his last seven or something. Like, yeah. it may not be that many off top. I'm not sure. But, uh, nonetheless, like I said, good fight was fight of the night, one mm-hmm. that then deserved it. Uh, great, great fight. That is it, boys. Brandon, update us on our scores before we get into our next fight. John, John's trying to make a little rally here. Um, he came away with five points. Nice. Um, still in last place, but he's at 43. Um, Nate, you have 49, and I have 51. Oh, boy. Getting a little closer. It is. So. It's, it's, There's some big cards coming. I mean, we have nothing but big cards, I really. Mean, I was thinking last night, uh, it'd be tough to do it now because we're kind of over halfway through. Uh, but I, I, and maybe we could, we could talk about it later. And But definitely for next year, I think every fight card, I want to implement like a bonus. So like you can pick like your, this is my lock or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and whatever you get right. So if you say like, um, Fizee, first round TKO and he wins by like third round TKO, but everything that you call right, you get double the points. Mm. See what I'm saying? And just for one fight. Yeah. 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 That can make it fun. And we can come up with like different bonuses, like different fun little, like, you know, kind of bonus mm-hmm. things to like interject into it, you know, yeah. whatever. Like I thought it would always be cool. It, it could be cool too, to just like pick, pick like one on the undercard or, or like, can't yeah. copy each other. Yeah. Just pick one yeah. person or to like, win for sure. Or yeah. Or like who do you think is going to land the most leg kicks on the whole card? Right. Just pick one fighter. Something like that would be fun. And then you get like a bonus point. If you guess, if you can get it right. Most or, you know, takedowns. Like, we yeah, can switch yeah. it up. Keep it fresh. Yeah. I, I, I think I'd like to do that. I think it'd be like a, just a kind of, kind of like a fun little new, we'll, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk more about it. You guys it, are but. hearing a little brainstorming. Don't take our ideas. A lot of people 
take our ideas. Don't take that. That's true. We have seen this uh, podcast duplicated in other forms, and Ugh. don't act like we don't know you're watching. Mm. What's up, baby? Yeah. Boys. Shots fired. <laughs> Boys, moving on. UFC Fight Night this Saturday, live from New York. Yeah. Bing bong. Boom. Long Island, baby. Strong in the building. Island, strong Island. Like yeah, there we go. <laughs> strong Island, baby. Uh, live on ESPN and ABC. ABC. It's big. It is a big one. UFC Fight Night. Brian Ortega versus Yai Rodriguez. Yay. Jumping right into the main event, boys. Number two ranked Brian Ortega coming into this fight off of his title challenging and fight of the year candidate loss to champ Alexander Volkanovsky, while number four ranked Yair Rodriguez is returning after another fight of the year candidate and that's last year lost himself against Max Holloway in November um, is worth noting that was Yair's first fight in two years uh, so he's definitely been the least active between mm -hmm. these two as of late uh, in interesting implications on this fight after Volk's win at UFC 276 mm -hmm. you know def despite Volk wanting to move up and challenge for that 155 pound title I do still think his next fight will be at featherweight um, and all due respect to Josh Emmett who I do think definitely deserves a shot I think Ortega could make a claim with the title with the for the title if he were to win uh, with how close that last fight was between him and Volk, right? Kind of had his chances there, almost won a couple times. But um, I think with an um, Ortega win, a Josh Emmett probably takes priority given the freshness of the matchup, probably what Volk would want. Having said that, hard not to think a Yair win doesn't see his name thrown into that picture mm -hmm. as well uh, with Emmett. So let's just start there. Is all the pressure on Yair this weekend to get a win? Mm, could be. I mean, he's had a very weird last like three years. The Jeremy Stevens stuff with the eye poke yeah. and then them fighting in the hotel, and then that fight finally goes through, and it's not quite what we wanted. Sure. Then you have the slobber knocker five rounds with Max. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if you remember. Volkanovski almost, well, on Twitter, almost took the fight against Yair <laughs> sure. instead of Korean Zombie because Yair was trash-talking him, trying to get his name put in there. And Volkanovski seems very interested in that matchup, too. So, I mean, Yair's definitely always been on this trajectory, you know, with the whole Zabit stuff sure. and a lot of other things. So, it very well could have a lot of pressure on him. But also for Ortega, you know, he's in a situation where he looks good, he looks bad, and then he looks pretty good, so... Um, the only thing I was going to say was Ortega's, off of what you're saying, Ortega's bad, I guess, you know, were Volk and Max, right. I can remember. Um, and then he had that one fight where he fought Zombie in between here and there. Um, but as far as the pressure for Yair, yeah, I mean, I think a majority of it is on him. Um, and this is arguably his biggest fight up to this point. I mean, sure. he's number two guy, so. Right. Let me let me rephrase that for you, Brandon. I, w I want you to kind of answer it this way. Do you get the sense that this could be Yair's last, like, big chance push for a title because like kind of what John said is he's had a very interesting run as of late in the UFC, right? Mm -hmm. Got held up there with the Zabit stuff for a while, had the suspension, came back, had a good fight against Max, looked very competitive, close, close fight, but did get the loss. You kind of wonder if a loss here against Ortega, do you think that just, I mean, I wouldn't say he's got a lot left in his career, but, but do you think Brandon that this may be, really really derails that path so to speak i don't know um just because of the inactivity so you can't say he's just going in and getting wrecked i mean but yes he's been up and down and here's the thing if you take him out of the picture who's left 
Yeah. So I, I mean, there's a lot. You got Arnold Allen coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, like we said, Josh Emmett's still there. You got mm-hmm. uh, Bryce Mitchell on his way up. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's a lot of guys that are creeping up. I'd have to pull up the 45-pound list. I mean, it's just another crazy division mm-hmm. um, with tons of talent. But it's like I feel like there's so many guys creeping up for year that we've kind of seen him lose. Now, if he were to lose to Ortega, right, that we've kind of seen enough because we know the level Volk's on, right? right. Like, like we said last week, we know that gap. You know, we've seen <laughs> what he just did to Max. You know, it's like you see where that gap is mm-hmm. and when we've seen Yair, if he were to lose to Ortega, right, that's back-to-back losses against Max and Ortega, who both lost to Volk, but looked com- fairly competitive, you know, mm-hmm. obviously not Max this last time, but it just really is going to, I think, shove him down, because you got so many guys on their way up that it's going to be tough for him to find a way without beating those guys. Yeah, you've kind of convinced me. I think the more, yeah, I, I, I don't, I guess... Yeah, it would make sense for them to kind of shove him down a little bit, especially depending on how he loses. Sure. If this is another fight of the year contender, because um, Yair's just such an exciting guy, yeah. it's hard to think that they don't continue to give him some good right. opportunity oh, yeah. to continue yeah, moving up. for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if Ortega goes out there and just starches him real quick, sure. sub, subs him in two rounds, it's like, yeah, man, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's tough to see you making a class, especially against Volk. What do you think Volk's going to do to you? Like, how yeah. do we get you up there kind of thing? Yeah. Right. Well, I think what works for Yair a little bit, too, is even if he does get pushed down, you know, him at his best, his style is exciting, and it's, you know, it, it gets people hype. Oh, yeah. You know, talk about him and Korean Zombie. Yeah. I mean, the best last-second shot sure. I've ever seen in my whole life with that elbow. Um, and that fight was crazy. The Max fight's crazy. So I think he has the style to move his way back up if he had to fight back up. But I do think it definitely puts a, ta- a damper on, you know, the being able to get to that title in the near future. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm not saying never, but it's going to be a long path. But back, I think I it's think. also that a little bit that way for Ortega a little bit too, because if if you lost to yeah, Volk, could be you know you lost to Max, you lost to Max, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Max. Yeah. And then if you lose to Yair, you know those are guys. I mean, there's still some fresh matchups up there. But if Volk never loses the title and he keeps on wanting to get these new bloods, sure, in, he has a little bit. And, of that, the and way that's up. a fair point. You know, for both of these guys, a loss with with the guys that are coming up, and and then having a Josh Emmett that's already sitting there, ready mm-hmm. to go, looked really good, has deserves a shot at the title. It's it's a loss is really going to be tough to get back to the yeah. title anytime soon. So that's what I said. Interesting implications. Let's get to our picks in the matchup itself because, boys, this is as tasty of a matchup as you can get. Just crazy, crazy high-level striker in Yair and then just obviously the ground game of of Ortega. John, what is your pick for this one? All righty. Well, when I look at this, when I look at Yair, the only time he's ever looked like bad in the UFC was Frankie, and that's 2017. Let me me stop John. John's a Yair fan. 100%. Let me just tell you his pick. Go ahead. I have a SGC 10 out of 10 card of his. I'm I'm in this. You're invested. Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert, that's going to be the common theme in this, uh, these picks. But the only time he's really looked bad was Frankie. Frankie yeah. was able to wrestle him and, and really just slow him down, sure. keep him from doing stuff. But I don't think that Ortega has that type of wrestling. He has that type of grappling. But Yair's a very good grappler as well. Mm-hmm. He chains with Izzy Martinez. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no slouch there either. And he's just he takes chances. And I think with certain people, that's really hard to deal with. So I'm sure. taking Yair Rodriguez, second round TKO. Okay, love both of these guys. I have literally no idea. Like, I couldn't imagine being, like, a gambler and, like, trying to pick. I would just stay away from this. I'd probably look for, like, some type of prop on it because these guys are just so good. Both of them so high level. But what it comes down to me and where I'm going to pick Brian Ortega 
is I just like the versatility a little bit more, you know, and I feel like I've seen growth in Ortega's stand-up. His boxing has gotten better. Really good leg kicks. I don't think he wants to get in a leg kick battle with Yair, but that's an aspect of his game, especially that I feel like has kind of been um, highlighted, you know, as of recent. You know, I'm really... um, I'm really impressed with his growth on his feet. And then obviously we know what he's capable of on the ground. Fair point, like you said, maybe not the best wrestling. Um, haven't really seen that. That was something I know like with me and you had talked about going into the Volk fight that we would have liked to have seen him make that improvement. Mm-hmm. Yair, great takedown defense. Hard guy to take down. But do think if Ortega gets him down, it's going to be a long, long night for Yair. Um, not a guy when we've seen him off his back has looked very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to take Brian Ortega. I think these guys are both so good and so tough. I do think it's going to go to a unanimous decision. Give me Ortega, baby. If Ortega doesn't show improvement in his wrestling, I'm riding. That's like, <laughs> I know. If, if there's anybody to, to demonstrate an improvement in your ability to make something. And yeah. here's why. Ooh. Max took Yair down multiple times. Sure. Frankie took him down multiple times. I think Jeremy even took him down in one of their fights. Yeah. Um, but regardless, if Max Holloway can take this guy down two, three times, sure. please. Yeah. Take it. Like, you should be able to do it. And Max looked good on top. Yeah. Um, and Max is obviously not a grappler. So I'm I'm actually heavy because I just watched this fight this morning. Yeah. I'm going to rely heavily on that performance um, and just comparing it to what Ortega's capable sure. of. Because I do think he shows improvement with strikings. So I'm going to take Ortega... And this is, is this five rounds? This is five, five rounds. Five rounds, yep. main event. I'm going to go with, because they're tough. I don't think yeah. that, I don't think he's going to be able to put Ortega away. And I don't think Ortega's going to be able to knock out a year. It'll be a long one. I'm going to go with fourth round sub, Ortega. And, you know, I think with Ortega, if you remember, a nice burping of the mic there, yep. John. So, <laughs> I think. Didn't know if it was coming up and then it did. <laughs> I think with Ortega, if you guys remember, he had that long layoff a couple of years ago himself. And, um, He's a guy that primarily trained at like a jujitsu gym, right? With um, mm-hmm. Gracie, Gracie, um, mm-hmm. the brother. What's his name? Henner. Henner. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, aligned himself with Tiki, um, who's you know I. Uh, high level you know good striking coach and mm-hmm. and that's something that he worked on right he really invested himself into the stand-up so i think for him it's just he, he's shown when he invests himself in that whatever aspect he wants to improve he's going to improve it so hopefully he's put that work in because i'm with you <laughs> if it doesn't improve we riot baby <laughs> but yeah it's this fight though guys i'm telling you this fight's insane yeah, they got ortega is a minus 160 and year is a plus 135 yeah so I, stylistically this is, should be really really fun yeah mm-hmm. that's why i said i would stay away from picking if i was a better i would prop bet the crap i would just do over three and a half whatever i would just yeah. take the over on rounds. will it finish <laughs> maybe not no yeah I'd, i it could finish but i would take the over whatever mm-hmm. it is because it's gonna go i think it's gonna go long watch it win first round yeah you're spinning <laughs> wheel kick or something yeah <laughs> John's up. You three. never know. John's up big. Yeah. John, you got 60 points this week. <laughs> Called it. In our co made event, boys, in the women's straw weight division, number 10 ranked Michelle Watterson faces number 11 Amanda Limoges. Uh, these two ladies are actually former training partners, as Limoges did spend some time at the famed Jackson Wink Gym. After a five-fight win streak, Limoges nearly reached the mountaintop in her title eliminator matchup against Jessica Andrade back in April of this year. She unfortunately fell short, losing that fight by first-round sub. Um, Took a stand-up nap. A lot of good, a lot of good memes coming out of that one. Um, her opponent, boys, this Saturday, the Karate Hottie, Michelle Waterson. Also coming in off a loss, her last fight was a unanimous decision loss to Marina Rodriguez in May of last year. She is 1-3 in her last four. Um, all, fo- all four of those fights, though, 
we're with no crowd due to COVID. And it is worth noting before that, before all the COVID stuff, she was on a three fight win streak. So maybe having that crowd behind her this week could make a bit of a difference. You know, maybe she's somebody that just needs that. I mm-hmm. don't know. Um, Watterson was scheduled to face Amanda Hebas back in March, uh, but was the bout was canceled due to her sustaining an undisclosed injury. And even though we don't know what the actual injury was, it's worth noting that because it we do know that it was a career threat ending injury. You know, it threatened. Mm-hmm. She could have had to retire for whatever it was. We don't know. She has never said. Just that uh, it did have a uh, career-ending implications, should we say. And during her time off, uh, she was also overseas in Wales filming a movie for Netflix. And, you know, not that she could have been doing much training during that time, given the injury. But it does maybe give you a little pause going into this matchup, right? You know, we kind of talked about some of that with Joanna, like where, you know, these distractions or different things can creep in. But, I mean, she was injured. So she may not have been really able to train much anyway. So it could have just been good timing. But nonetheless, your guys' thoughts on our co-main event. Go ahead. All right. Well, and uh, uh, real quick, guys, John's a Michelle Watterson fan. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, spoilers. I, I don't even. I don't even need to hear his pick. <laughs> and hey, I've been going with my heart, and it's still been working for me. I'm making my way. We are back. catching up. The heart. Right. The heart. The heart boys club. Listen. We got. We got to come up with it. We got to come up with a good thing for you. Oh yeah. The heart. No, not the heartbreakers club. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Heart on our sleeve. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. The, so the heart boys. One thing about Watterson though is, although she's you know one of her last four, you're talking about some really yes. good competition. Very good point. Wait, and, and honestly, outside of Andrade, mm-hmm. better competition than Limoges just fought. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Joanna, Carla Esparza, Angela Hill, and then Rodriguez. Yes. Um, and Esparza and Hill were both split decisions, mm-hmm. so it's not like she's not even in these fights. Sure. Um, what I do think is interesting is Lamoche doesn't really win by decision, and Watterson kind of only loses by decision. Sure. So it, it gets interesting to see where, you know, Watterson obviously is very tough. We've seen her in fights where, you know, she gets she can take a beating. Um, she does have so many submission wins. Mm-hmm. Um, very good there. And Limoges obviously isn't a slouch there, but that's not her game plan. So I think this will be a very interesting matchup, but I'm going with my heart. Michelle Watterson, I'm taken by unanimous decision. Fair enough. That I did have it in my notes. <clears throat> that was one thing I was going to bring up during my rundown. Definitely Watterson facing the top, the very best. Um, however, I do think we've seen her uh, too many of these, you know, fights that kind of play out on the feet, just getting outstruck as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really patient. She she utilizes those front kicks really good as range finders. Um, and I think she will do that here against Amanda. However, I just think Amanda just a little bit bigger, maybe a little bit more powerful. You know, I think she's just going to be too much for Michelle. And I think one thing Michelle struggles is when, you know, ladies make it dirty, right? Get in her face, kind of back her up a little bit, even though she is more of a counter striker. Um, but I am going to take Amanda Limoges in here. As John said, Watterson's super tough to finish. Don't necessarily see that. So I will take another decision victory for Amanda Limoges. Echoing everything you said, um, I think Limoges essentially is too big for her. I do think Watterson. I was only able to watch a few of her fights before today um, where she does struggles, like you said, in the clinch when girls really just kind of yeah. get in her face and, and back her up. Um, Watterson, she's been jacked, man. So, like, we've just, like yeah. I said, I just I can't get the image of some of these, like, how bad she's looked after some of these mm-hmm. fights. And um, Watterson, like, she is great with her kicks, but I think sometimes she's a little too patient, a little too hesitant, and allows mm-hmm. for, for fighters to kind of push that pace against sure. her. Um, so I'm going to go with Limoges as well. You took decision, which was what I was going to pick. Um, I'll go with second round TKO. Okay. You know what gets interesting with this is if I win next week, 
Because you guys both agreed on both of your oh, matchups. Oh, yeah, you'll be tied up probably. So, <laughs> so I'll make a big jump. So either I'm going to go yeah. right back down or I'm going to move on up, baby. That's a good point. Boys, this card obviously goes without saying stacked given Oof. the uh, the uh, national – what would you call that? What do they what do they call it when it's on like primetime national TV? Yeah, national televised. Audience. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Big card though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lee Zhilin Ong. That's not going to help our uh, – Big time, like like moving up the ranks here for us. Like, uh, also on this card, Lee Zhilin Ung versus Muslim Salikov. What a fight that is, uh, Muslim Salikov. I got him circled on that one, big time. Mm-hmm. Coming up the ranks, Shane Burgos versus Charles Jordan. Another good one, Lauren Murphy versus Misha Tate. Moved to this card as we know it was canceled a couple weeks ago. And the fight that I have, and everybody, circle this fight, highlight it, throw an exclamation mark on it. Jack Shore versus Ooh. Ricky Simone on the prelims. People, tune in for this fight and watch man. somebody get tuned up. Yeah, Ricky <laughs> Simone has been so impressive lately. Both of them, man. Yeah. Jack Shore is so good. Ricky <clears throat> Simone so good. I don't even know who to pick. Love both of those guys. Great fight. Nonetheless, boys, we are an hour in. John, we got to get to this game, though. Let's get in it, and then we'll get to the news, and we'll get out of here. Going all long right. today. Is everybody good on time? Everybody good on time? Yeah, John? Good. Okay, all right. Let's get to the game. <clears throat> all right, so this is where it gets fun, fellas. So we're doing Who's the Blue. All right. uh, I originally created this game right after I got my blue belt. Mm. Um, Wait, hold on. Who's the blue? We skadoo. Boom, boom, boom. I was going to have you uh, pull up. I'm blue. And I'm blue, and I'm blue and I'm I like the one. I didn't have time. Can we, can we all do this together? <clears throat> Who, the who's the blue? We skadoo together. Three, two, one. Who's, who's the, the blue? blue? We skadoo. All right. I'm going to clip right. that later. That'll be the <laughs> That'll be our new intro for this game. All right. So the, the rules are pretty simple. I'm going to name two people. And you have to tell me who has the blue belt. Whoever doesn't have the blue belt could have a white belt, a black belt, brown belt, purple, no belt. It could just they don't train at all. Okay. I didn't okay. do too I didn't do too many of those, but I just want to give you guys the preface. So Fair enough. First matchup, we have who's the blue? Mario Lopez, the Undertaker. I'm gonna make my pick. But okay. I don't wanna guess I don't wanna tell you why. Okay, I'm gonna uh, say the Undertaker. I know Mario Lopez is training, but I think he's been doing primarily boxing, I feel like I've seen as of late. So I will take The Undertaker as well, just because of my logic is I feel I, like... I know for a fact Lopez does jiu-jitsu, and I'm pretty sure he's ranked higher than Blue. I've just I've just seen him doing more boxing as of lately. Okay, I know he's a wrestler, too. <clears throat> locked in? Yeah, I'm going yeah. Undertaker locked Yeah, you're both wrong. <laughs> Mario Lopez <laughs> is a blue belt. Um, it's like a four-stripe blue belt, though. He's okay. making his way up. Undertaker's a black belt. No, really, hundred percent. No way. Yes. Who gave him that? Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll show you the guys the website where it tells you who it's under. All right. So I can't remember exactly who it is. I mean, so. that's fair. He has been a big fan of the sport for a long time. Yeah. So Do you can you imagine when he first started as big as he is? How he would have been? I remember him saying, you know, back when Brock was in and he's in the uh, UFC, and he would always say, like, if if this if this sport was around when I got into wrestling, I would have never been a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. I would have been an MMA fighter. Him and Brock Lesnar would be crazy. All right, round two. Who's the blue? Margot Robbie or Kelly Slater? Oh, Kelly Slater. Kelly, Kelly Slater. You guys are right there. Margot Robbie's a white belt. She started training Let's go, Margo. when she was doing Let's the suicide Let's go, Margot. Let's go. Get there. All right. Uh, next matchup. This one's an interesting one. Who's the blue? Mel Gibson or Mickey Rourke? Oh, I okay. know Mel Gibson trains. I don't know I, about Mickey Rourke. Mel Gibson might be ranked higher I'm gonna than blue, go, though. I, I'm going to go Mickey Rourke. <sighs> You're probably right. I'm going to go Mickey Rourke. You guys are both right. Oh, dang it. I was hoping we were going to Here's the thing. It's not 100% verified, but Mel Gibson has been seen rolling in a ranked gi that's purple. 
I've okay. I've seen pictures hmm. of him with Jean. I'm uh, not Jean. Seeing Jean, them two but, roll would uh, be kind of hilarious. <laughs> <Keegan> <laughs> <Mickey> <laughs> <Chata>. <laughs> All right, so, so we're tied. Yeah, tied Gosh. up. We got a split here. Uh, next one we have Charlie Hunnan, who's um from Sons of Anarchy in the movie King Arthur. You know who that is? You know you've seen the movie what? King Arthur? No. Oh gosh. Oh. And Steve Aoki. I'll go the other. Charlie. Guy. Yeah. Charlie. Charlie is the yeah. Movie. I, knew, I knew that Aoki's one. White belt. Yeah. All right. Steve Aoki trains. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Uh, I don't think it's like a super like consistent thing. Sure. Um, this next one, these last two are probably my favorite ones. We have Prince Jackson, the son of Michael Jackson. Ooh. Or Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. No, 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 no. Guy hang, on, hang on, hang on. Guy Ritchie is a film director. He made Snatch, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. I think, okay, Prince, because I think Guy's Black Belt. Well, you just told me that, so I'll go Prince, yeah. too. <laughs> you guys are right. Okay. But <laughs> let it be Prince, known Nate's stealing my answers. Right. Prince, yeah, on that one, definitely. I'll give you, I'll give you that one, but... He's like uh, Prince from, Jackson. From what I read, Guy, he's like really into it. Like Guy Ritchie, really? Guy Ritchie directed King yeah. Arthur. Yeah, Guy Ritchie's a uh, black belt. And he directed Sherlock Holmes, mm. which is Sherlock's got jujitsu stuff in there. Yeah. So we tied. Yeah. There's no tiebreaker. There's one more. Well, there's one more, and then I have like a couple fighters. Okay. Okay. So okay. The last celebrity one we have Wagner Moroa, who plays Pablo Escobar on Narcos, Ooh. or Barack Obama. Not Barack Obama. No, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Actually, I think I've read something. You know what? I'll go Pablo, just because I like it. Whatever that guy's name is. His name is Wagner Moroa. Yeah. There's the safe bet, which is take what Nate takes. I'm not confident. Or there's the risk at all and go with Barack. The Barack is definitely the confident one. I've never heard Obama training jujitsu. Yeah, I'll go with the other guy. You guys are both wrong. Barack Obama is a no. Yes, he is. Never. I can't say that name. Never mind. He's shown up to like two classes. They were just like. I mean, (laughs) all these celebrities could be that way. We don't know. They don't train publicly. There's no way. But I have something to talk to tell you guys a little bit later. You know what? Let me put some respect on Obama though, because he has been out of that office for a while. And closet. He. I mean, he's probably just out here living life. So maybe. Fun fact: that Wagner Moroa. The dude who plays Pablo uh-huh. Escobar, purple belt. Okay. Trained with Anderson. He's Brazilian. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So, Damn. go through there. You guys are still tied. Mm. Uh, now we move to fighters. I have four, so right. you guys could potentially have to be kissing right. cousins here. All right. All right. We have Chris Dawkins or Derek Lewis. Chris Dawkins. Oh, no. Derek Lewis is a black belt. Or blue belt. Yeah, Lewis. Derek Lewis is blue. Chris Dawkins is a black belt. Yeah. Didn't know that one. Best blue belt in Texas. All right. Curtis Blades or Michael Chandler? Who's the blue? Blades. Yeah, I'll go Blades. That's right. Michael Chandler's a tenth planet black belt. Yeah, I yeah. Said, I, he, yeah, I knew that. These last two might be the might be the separators. We have Chaos Williams and Arnold Allen. Ooh, I'm I gonna have go. No idea. I'm gonna go Arnold Allen, blue belt. I'll go Chaos. I've Chaos Williams. Oh, Let's go. No, Arnold, no. Arnold Allen's a purple belt. <laughs> no, that means I have to split you at the end, no matter. what. No, yeah. we're done. No, there's one more. There's one more. Oh, just because? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I mean I have it ready. I, so. I have to split you now. Last one. Rafael Faziv and Dan Hooker. Who's the blue? Oh, you pick, and I'll just take the opposite. I have literally no idea. You know what? Go, okay, go ahead. I'm going to leave. Because Faziv trains at Tiger. And that's I do a lot of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's what I was about I'm to gonna say. I'm going to go with Hooker. That's how, I wanted to say Hooker because the Tiger, I know they... I'll, I'll take Fizee, but I do think it's Hooker. Well, you guys tied. Yes! <laughs> Fizee's a blue belt. I knew it! Dan Hooker's a purple belt. I knew oh it was Fizee. Or Hooker. Or Fizee. So you, should, you don't even deserve that question. We were at tiebreakers <laughs> essentially this whole time. So I should have won. And you stole one of my answers. I knew it. I did so say it. You the, said it out loud, though. He's a black belt. Oh, wait. <laughs> the interesting... Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing I wanted to share with you guys with the whole Barack Obama thing is... 
um, President Theodore Roosevelt trained judo and jujitsu. I knew that. Getting, getting ready for jujitsu. Yeah, jujitsu. Yeah. Getting ready for his campaign to like lose weight and get in shape. But what's crazy what? is the dude Wait. he did judo with is like the pioneer of judo. He just in the trained US. judo. You said he did judo and jujitsu. Japanese jujitsu. Oh, like okay. The, yeah. Japanese. I was saying because I don't think Brazilian jujitsu was around. No. Back then. <laughs> so okay, he, fair enough. Yeah. So he trained with like the first person who brought judo to the U.S. and like uh like kind of on both sides of that. Let's go. Teddy. He kind of started the presidential. I mean, maybe Trump. Rough Riders has like a couple of stripes. We don't know. Rough Riders. Teddy was a Rough Rider, right? Bay of the Pigs. Yeah. So here we are. Wasn't that Teddy? I think so. You guys, Brandon, you know history. I do know most history. Wasn't Bay of the Pigs Teddy, Rough Riders? I don't think Somebody so. Somebody let us know. I think I'm smarter than these two. John, let's get to the news. Going on the news. Mm, going on the news. Mm-mm. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. <laughs> All right, fellas. We have a couple interesting things, but I'm going to move through them quickly. Um, we have... Tommy or not Tommy Fury having to drop out of the biggest boxing match of all time against Jake Paul. Stepping in is Hasim Raham Jr., a twelve and one heavyweight. I think they've actually trained together before, um, but that's the new matchup. You know, people were talking about Jake Paul not fighting heavier guys and actual boxers, so that's what you have going on there. Um, we also have a big card announcement that happened last night during the fights. Fight night, Corey Sanhagen and Song Yudong, which we've already talked about. Gige Chikatse and Sadiq Youssef. And Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Gregory Shitty. Rodriguez. Let's go. Those three fights are just amazing. That's happening September 17th. Uh, another fight up, fight announcement, Sean Brady and Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, let's get that. Like big time. That's in Abu Dhabi, too. Yeah, that's, so. a, that's, that's a big one. So you'd think that Bilal's going to have a lot of support going on there. We have um, Darren Till dropping out of his fight with Jack Hermanson in UFC London and stepping in is Chris Curtis. Mm. This dude, I just can't say it enough. This Demolition, dude, man. He'll man. fight anybody at yeah. any moment, any yeah, second. Yeah, I love that. Um, another, some interesting news, for, or not interesting, but Alexander Volskanovsky is going to miss 12 weeks after suffering a broken thumb. Um, he's going to get surgery on it, so that's a decent little bit of a layoff. Yeah. Um, UFC announced uh, Nazardine Imanov and Yaquin Buckley. That's going to happen on UFC Paris. Uh, that's a good fight for the middleweight. Both of them have been working their way up. And the last fight announcement I have is Mackenzie Dern against Jan Shawan. Sean Nan. Jan Shawan. And that's a big one for that division yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. So, Heavy favor on Mackenzie Dern in that one. Oh, yeah. For sure. All righty. Well, there it is. John. You're really taking up this end of the, the end of this episode. You got song of the week. Song of the week. Lead the dance. I'm going Daniel Caesar. Please do not lean. All right, uh, Brandon. What is your one for the people? Uh, my one for the people is if uh, if you're a parent and you're out with your kids, like you're at the park mm-hmm. or Sweet Peas somewhere here in town, something like that. Be present with your kids. Don't mm. be on your phone, especially if they're younger. Like just just be yeah. with your kids. I I saw a little bit of that Saturday. It was really frustrating to me. So yeah, I just want to get that out there. Be with your kids. Be a little present. I say restaurants too. Not even if you're with yeah. your kids. I see. I we were just talking like <clears throat> a couple. Of, I don't know if I've told this story on here, but a couple of weeks ago we were at a restaurant and our server came up to. Or it's been a long time ago. It was a couple months ago. Tripping, but a server came up to us and she was just like. I just want to say something. She's like, you two have been here for over an hour and have not, po- I don't even know if you guys own cell phones. And we're like, yeah, no, we, we have that rule. Like when mm-hmm. we're out to dinner, no cell phones. And she was like, 
you don't know. Like, she's like, I've been back here telling everybody. She's like, because we have people in here that just come and sit on their phones the entire, like, dinner, and they mm-hmm. don't even look at each other. And she's like, I've just never seen two people just, like, sit like that at your guys' age or whatever. That's and mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, it's really sad. And she works at a restaurant, and she's like, I see it all the time. And she's like, it's just really cool to see two people, like, younger people in here just eating and not on their phones. And I'm like, that's, like that's every night for us. Like we don't, I mean, it's just so normal, but I, Mm -hmm. I, and then like when you do look around at a restaurant, it's like, you're so, you just see people like engage, you're missing the moments. Mm -hmm. You're missing it. There's nothing Mm -hmm. that's happening on that phone that is more important than like what's going on right in front of you. So Mm -hmm. I love that. And, and I, and I can say as somebody that doesn't have a kid, I've never noticed it with kids, but I could see, like, I noticed it with like other couples. So I could see as a, you know, a dad, Mm -hmm. you would see it with, um, out in public and stuff. It's too bad. But John, what is your one for the people? Uh, my one for the people is test driving cars is not fun when you're not driving. <laughs> Being a tag along and sitting in the passenger seat. I bet Ash would argue. She loves it. Yeah, I can see her. She loves it. For me, it was like, I can, I'm not really comfortable in most of these passenger seats. <laughs> not comfortable? Yeah. Some cars, because like with my girlfriend's trying to get a new car. Yeah. She's not necessarily looking for huge cars. She's like, oh. you know, looking at kind of smaller cars. Gotcha. But what's funny is, my other thing is like, if you have like a... a a female relative or somebody you care about that's going to look at cars like go with or have somebody go with because so many times i kept i kept on seeing the salesman kind of look at me and be like well the warranty says this like basically saying like hey i'm not trying to screw her over blah 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 because i've just heard a lot of people have trouble with them trying to get over on um, sure people who they don't think know what they're talking about so i want to say something so bad but i'm not going to what because it's kind of like it'd be real comfortable. jordan peterson over here mm. oh, oh god are you suggesting that women need a man to be their presence mm. in order to make sure nothing can stay is that what you're saying john i'm just saying sometimes you got to be the protector out hold there. on let me hit that again mm. Mm. okay whatever you say john i don't know yeah. the world we live in people like you take advantage of women and i think john has a poor attitude towards that deflecting again yeah i agree no. i agree my one for the people bay the pigs 1961 sorry <laughs> a little bit a little bit after <laughs> but teddy. but teddy that's why i was confused because teddy was part of the rough, the rough riders, riders like, yes, yes. there's like another bay of pigs i'm missing <laughs> yeah. like part two you guys didn't <laughs> see that oh, that's straight right. to netflix <laughs> yeah yeah he, he was in part one uh bay of the pigs war one right you know? right yeah right, i mean right, there was right. two world wars there can be two bay of the pigs right strong island baby just was just not talked about it's a little controversial yeah. mm. you know Teddy got out. Tiger that one didn't make the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of that. You, not everything's in the history books. Believe me, I'm reading a book about the Alamo. Not what you think yeah. it was. Be ready for part three. You guys don't know that <laughs> yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's a different conspiracy theory. That is it, boys. We'll be back next week as usual on Monday. Uh-huh. Look for us on social media this week with all the clips at Neon Belly Podcast. Until yeah. then, another good card to preview next week. Mm-hmm. UFC London and Brandon. Facts don't care about your feeling. It's coming back, baby. Yeah. We'll see you guys then. Peace. Peace.